Good evening. Our top story tonight, Russell Wilson has officially been benched by the Denver Broncos. It is clear that Russ will not be the starter in 2024, no matter how Sean Payton tries to swing it. We also saw the benchings of Sam Howell by the Washington Commanders, Tommy DeVito benched by the New York Giants. We're going to see Jacoby Brissett and Terod Taylor finish out the season as their starters. Vikings haven't made a move on their starting quarterback yet. And we've got injuries across the NFL. TJ Hawkinson done for the season. So many news, so many updates. Got that and more on Player Profiler today. And so we will start things off with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will be benched for the final two games of the NFL season. This is eerily similar to what we just saw with the Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr, who, funnily enough, was also benched for Jarrett Stidham. Now, this is the fourth time we have seen this in recent history with Russ, with Derek Carr, with Jimmy G, also with the Las Vegas Raiders, as well as Matt Ryan getting benched by the Colts to save an injury for the future. And apparently, this was in the works for a couple of weeks. Russell Wilson could have been benched weeks ago. In fact, the Denver Broncos came to Russell Wilson, told him to delay his money, defer it to 2025, defer his guarantees. And when Russ said, no, I signed this contract, you signed this contract, why would I do you a favor to get rid of me? The Broncos said, well, we're going to bench you. And Russ said, okay, do it. And then he went out there and beat the Kansas City Chiefs and beat the Cleveland Browns, beat the Minnesota Vikings. Russ had a pretty good spell there for a bit. And so the Broncos couldn't possibly move on from Russell Wilson at that point, no matter how badly they wanted to. Very clear from watching Broncos games that they try to run the Sean Payton offense for a couple quarters, maybe two or three quarters. And then when they're down, they'll lean on Russell Wilson to make some big plays out of structure and try to win the game. Sean Payton just wanted to run his offense. Russell Wilson does not excel at the Sean Payton offense with the timing throws over the middle and so on and so forth. And so now Russ has been benched. They don't want to trigger more injury guarantees. So that is what they are worried about. Russell Wilson signed a five-year, $245 million extension with the Denver Broncos, which is really funny because we didn't even get to the extension. Russell Wilson still had two years left on his Seattle Seahawks contract. Traded to the Broncos. They had five years. So that's a seven-year contract. We didn't even get to the actual extension. Now, obviously, Russ saw a pay increase. He saw a boost. Now he's out of there. $124 million guaranteed for Russell Wilson. $39 million guaranteed in 2024, as well as $37 million guaranteed in 2025. That is $85 million guaranteed. That is $85 million in dead money. The largest ever by a team that will has been absorbed. Carson Wentz was the former record. Now Russell Wilson set to be the new highest dead money ever in the NFL. So with Russell Wilson being a post-June 1st cut, they will split that up. It'll be $35.4 million, million in 2024 and about $49.6 million in 2025. This 
was going to have long lasting ramifications for the Denver Broncos, even though they'll call it a football decision. This is a financial decision. The Broncos have gone one and three over their previous four games. They have not been eliminated from playoffs. So the Broncos could still technically make playoffs and they're benching Russell Wilson. They're saying they want a spark. They're saying they want to turn to Jarrett Stidham to spark the offense. Though Jarrett Stidham in his first start last year for the Raiders, 365 yards, three TDs, great. Also two interceptions in a 37-34 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Also lost the next week, 219 yards, TD interception against the Kansas City Chiefs, 31-13 loss. So is Jarrett Stidham the spark? No. Is Sean Payton lying to us? Yes. This is all about the contract. This is all about making sure that the money, the injury guarantees does not trigger. And so Russell Wilson is obviously upset. The Broncos are still in playoff contention. Russell Wilson going out and liking tweets, basically confirming the story of Jordan Schultz that the Broncos threatened to bench him a couple weeks ago and also likes a comparison to Patrick Mahomes. Remember Russell Wilson, 26 passing touchdowns, Mahomes, 26 passing touchdowns. The difference in total TDs is Russ has three rushing. Mahomes has zero. So that's 29 TDs to 26 for Russell Wilson. Russ has eight interceptions. Patrick Mahomes has 14. And they both average 6.9 yards per attempt. Now, Patrick Mahomes is doing more with the weapons that he has. The Broncos' weapons are better than the Kansas City Chiefs. They are, even though it doesn't always feel like it. Even though Sean Payton doesn't always play his best weapons, should play more Marvin Mims, but I digress. Anyways, Broncos will turn to Jarrett Stidham, try to make the playoffs. 6% chance at the playoffs right now at 7-8. and eight. Right now, the Bills are the 6th seed at 9-6. and six. Colts are in the 7th seed at 8-7. and seven. Texans, Steelers, Bengals in that order are all tied at 8-7, and seven, but that's the order they currently stand for playoffs. Raiders, and then the Broncos. So the best way... For the Broncos to make the playoffs, it was if they win their next two games, Chiefs lose their next two games, that would give the Broncos the AFC West crown because of the record within the division. The Broncos would be 4-2 and two in the AFC West. The Chiefs would be 3-3. Three and three. So that's what the Broncos are hoping for. Otherwise, they have a chance at getting the sixth seed. There is a world where the Denver Broncos are the sixth seed in the AFC. If they win their final two games, they'll finish 9-8. and eight. If the Bills lose their final two games, they'll also be 9-8. and eight. Broncos will have the tiebreaker over the Buffalo Bills head-to-head. And then if the Pittsburgh Steelers lose two, they'll be 8-9, and nine, so the Broncos will pass them. Just need the Bengals to lose one of their final two games and one of the Jags, Colts, and Texans to lose two of their final games. So if that's confusing, that's because it's supposed to be. Broncos all but eliminated. This move is nothing but a farce. The Broncos just want to get rid of Russell Wilson. So that's where we stand with the Denver Broncos. We basically are left with this. Two years of Russell Wilson plus a fourth-round pick, Ioma Uwazurike. That's what the Broncos got. The Seahawks got Drew Locke, who looked all right as a starter this past week. Noah Fant, who has been a starter for the Seahawks. Shelby Harris, who did only last one year with Seattle. but then. Charles Cross, who was their starting left tackle. Boye Mafe, who's emerging as a dangerous edge rusher. And Tyreek Smith, another edge rusher that they drafted in the fifth round. And then 
In 2023, they drafted Devon Witherspoon and Derek Hall. Edge rusher, cornerback, the Seahawks made out like bandits. The Broncos are regretting. The Broncos are set to rebuild. And we'll see what direction Sean Payton takes this. We'll see what direction the commanders are going to take things right after this word from the pod father. Hey, so many ask me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer-to-peer betting in all states, and you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on Bet Openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be. And now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com. The code is Underworld. Check it out. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. And we are back, and we are thankful for all of you tuning in all season long. Danny from the 6, appreciate you as well, my friend. Also happy that Puff Pass Kick able to tune in live once again. Happy holidays to you. Hope everyone enjoyed their holiday break. Hope everyone is ready for a successful 2024. Looking forward to the new year. If you have any questions, hit me up in the chat. But in the meantime, we've got plenty of news to cover. The commanders have benched Sam Howell. Jacoby Brissett is now the starter. Now, at one point, it looked as though Sam Howell was going to be the future starter of the Washington commanders. He was leading the NFL in passing yards. He was playing quite well. And then the recklessness took over the interceptions the turnovers just continued to pile up the big time throws and the special plays weren't producing enough on offense eventually Sam Howell is benched for Jacoby Brissett who has played well in these past two weeks he's filled in in the second half for Sam Howell twice in a row 18 of 23 that's a 78 percent completion rate 234 yards three TDs from Jacoby Brissett so he's going to be the starter going forward but yes, why? Why are they making a move, the Washington Commanders? They should be trying to lose. They should be trying to get the best pick possible. They should be tanking for a quarterback, whether it's Caleb Williams, who they're probably out of reach for, or Drake May, or Jaden Daniels. Shouldn't that be the strategy of the Washington Commanders? Well, the coach 
isn't going to be there next year. Ron Rivera is going to be out of there. Washington is going to fire Ron Rivera. That has already been made very clear. And so Ron Rivera is going to try and go out on his own terms, go out with a best foot forward. Ron Rivera is going to go out trying to win, and he doesn't care about the tanking or the future draft picks of the commanders. He's gone. So why not win? Stick it to your former team on your way out. So we're going to get Jacoby Brissett for two final games for the Washington Commanders, and we're going to get Terod Taylor for the final two games for the New York Giants. Now, at first, it was Daniel Jones starting. Then we saw Terod Taylor enter the game, had two touchdown passes in his second start, his final full start. Played pretty well, was a top 10 fantasy quarterback that week as well. Then his ribs implode. He takes a big hit, breaks several ribs, placed on injured reserve. And when he comes back, Tommy DeVito's playing well enough that they may as well just continue to roll with Tommy DeVito. See how that goes, making some plays with his legs. It's a fun story. It's all going well. And then we reach the point where Tommy DeVito's just in over his head. He's making some plays with his legs still. You know, it's fun at times, but Tommy DeVito is still an undrafted quarterback who didn't make the New York Giants roster initially. He's called up from the practice squad and he's played very well. He's played better than an undrafted rookie has any right to, but the Giants are going to turn back to Terod Taylor. The Giants are trying to salvage any confidence they can in Brian Dable. There's a chance that Brian Dable is fired in the offseason. It's unlikely. I think they're going to give him another chance, but what are they going to do with Daniel Jones? What are they going to do? Across the board, we'll see what happens for the New York Giants, what their plan is going forward. But for now, it's Tarod Taylor. As for the Steelers, the plan is once again to start Mason Rudolph. Kenny Pickett is at practice. He is practicing, but he's still at a limited capacity. So Kenny Pickett could rush his way back. But with how well Mason Rudolph played this past week, the Steelers are saying, hey, let's just get one more week of health from Kenny Pickett. And maybe Mason Rudolph is playing better than Kenny Pickett at this point in their careers. So give Mason Rudolph another start. He could implode. And then they'll turn back to Pickett next week. Or Mason Rudolph could continue to start. Pickett's still not 100%, though, so that makes this decision easy. Even though Kenny Pickett is not your franchise quarterback, even though the Pittsburgh Steelers should move on from Kenny Pickett, we'll see what happens. Also, we talked about how Mike Tomlin could be on the move. Mike Tomlin could be looking for another team, could be traded in the offseason. Now we're hearing reports that the Steelers could give Mike Tomlin a contract extension, which he deserves. Mike Tomlin is a phenomenal coach. I just think at this point, it might be an Andy Reid type situation where he needs to go somewhere else and start fresh. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there in Pittsburgh. We'll see what happens with the Minnesota Vikings. They have declined to announce a starter as of yet. They're considering Jaron Hall, who did get one start, left the game early with a concussion. And then Josh Dobbs took over, had his little Lynn Sanity run. Josh Dobbs gets benched for Nick Mullins. And now Nick Mullins, four interceptions against the Detroit Lions. Vikings undecided who their starter is going to be for the rest of the season. Though, they will be without TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, torn ACL. He is done for the season. We wish TJ Hawkinson a speedy recovery. Hate to see it. Tight end position is undergoing a massive change. Travis Kelsey getting up there in age. There are rumors that he could retire. 
TJ Hawkinson coming off a torn ACL. Mark Andrews dealing with a tightrope surgery. Maybe he doesn't recover as well, or at least he starts off slow like Tony Pollard did. All these things are possible. It's a good thing we got a youth movement at the tight end position with Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, Trey McBride, David Njoku. Plenty of fun options at the tight end position, but TJ Hawkinson done for the season. Jordan Addison, unlikely to catch passes from whoever the quarterback is this week either. Jordan Addison, day-to-day with an ankle injury. You all know day-to-day means week-to-week. Jordan Addison not going to play this week. Didn't practice today. And the Vikings also lost edge rusher DJ Wanham, who was having a breakout year opposite Danielle Hunter. Ten sacks on the season. He is now done for the year with a torn quad. Lots of injuries for the Minnesota Vikings. Lots of injuries across the NFL. And lots of movers and shakers when it comes to the playoffs. With the playoffs coming, the AFC, we have two teams that are in the playoffs so far. We have the Baltimore Ravens and we have the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Ravens, if they beat the Miami Dolphins this week, the Ravens will be the number one seed in the AFC. They will also clinch the AFC North with that win. Or they could tie, or the Browns could lose or tie. All of those result in the Ravens as the AFC North champions. And looking like they will be the number one seed. Lamar Jackson is also the new favorite to be the MVP after he sliced and diced the San Francisco 49ers. And Brock Purdy throws four interceptions to Lamar Jackson, now the favorite to be MVP. Christian McCaffrey is the runner-up in terms of betting odds right now. And if Lamar Jackson is the MVP, this would become the 11th player in NFL history to become a multiple-time MVP. We have five MVPs from Peyton Manning. We've got four from Aaron Rodgers. We've got three from Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Jim Brown, and Johnny Unitas. Jim Brown, the only non-quarterback to win multiple MVP awards. And... We also see Patrick Mahomes with two MVPs, Kurt Warner with two MVPs, Steve Young with two MVPs, and Joe Montana. Lamar Jackson would join that group with his second MVP if it comes true. And that's second, or that Monday night game was the second most watched Monday night football game of the last 27 years. In fact, the only Monday night football game over the last 27 years to have more viewers than Ravens versus 49ers is Chiefs versus Eagles. Pretty good year for NFL football. Two record-setting viewerships on Monday Night Football. Now, we do have people complaining about the Baltimore Ravens' defense and all the quarterbacks who have been injured playing them. Ryan Tannehill suffered a high ankle sprain. Deshaun Watson suffered a fractured shoulder. Joe Burrow suffered a torn wrist. Trevor Lawrence, a concussion. Brock Purdy, a stinger. So, obviously, someone planted that. Someone asked Adam Schefter to tweet that out in hopes of an NFL investigation to try and prove the Ravens are dirty. I don't know about any of that, but especially the Joe Burrow injury, how that happens, how that's a dirty play or whatever. But regardless, this is what Adam Schefter has tweeted, and we know Adam Schefter is a mouthpiece for the NFL and for some agents as well. Now, the Miami Dolphins can clinch the AFC East with a win or a tie or a Bills loss or tie. But the Dolphins lose to the Baltimore Ravens. The Bills win against the New England Patriots. That will set the stage for an AFC championship matchup. AFC East, Baltimore, or not Baltimore, sorry, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills. Dolphins will probably have to do it without Jalen Waddle. He suffered a high ankle sprain. Hasn't officially been ruled out yet, but expect Jalen Waddle to miss. Tyreek Hill only missed one game with his high ankle sprain. Went for 99 yards on nine grabs this past week against Dallas Cowboys. 
Raheem Mostert not practicing as per usual. He usually misses the Wednesday practice. Devon Achan also not practicing after playing this past weekend. That game as well. The Cowboys versus the Miami Dolphins was the biggest NFL game since 1995. Or sorry, the biggest game of the week since 1995. The Sunday Fox game of the week. And it was the most watched non-Thanksgiving game of the season. So lots and lots of successful metrics for the NFL. You start to wonder with all of these big announcements for the viewerships that they got, which rightfully so, but you start to wonder how are they trying to parlay that into future ad deals, future games. I don't know how it's going to work, but they're planning something. Chiefs can clinch playoffs this week with a win or a tie, or if the Raiders lose and tie, as well as the Broncos lose and tie, Chiefs control their own destiny or can lose and have other teams lose to clinch it for them. Might have to do without Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco does not practice. He is in concussion protocol. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well, Lad. Hope you and your family have a beautiful holiday season. Hope you have enjoyed yourself. Hope you've enjoyed watching football throughout the holidays as well. Jaguars looking to clinch the AFC South with a win, a Colts loss, and a Texans loss. Might have to do it without Trevor Lawrence. He suffered a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder. He also has the remnants of that concussion. He dealt with an ankle injury, a knee injury earlier in the season. Trevor Lawrence has been through a lot. Could play, but they did sign Matt Barkley off the practice squad of the New York Giants to the active roster. That gives them three quarterbacks now. I know Trevor Lawrence is a warrior, but... I don't know if he's going to play. I think he might miss this one. Browns can clinch playoffs with a win or a tie, a Steelers loss or tie, a Bills loss, a Jags loss or tie, a Texans loss or tie, and a Colts loss or tie. So Browns pretty much looking at a playoff spot so far. Joe Flacco, by the way, the second highest graded quarterback per PFF, number two in comeback of the year odds. Obviously, it's going to be Demar Hamlin that wins comeback player of the year. The fact that he could play football this year at all. Deserves that award. The second he made the Bills roster, he won that award. Joe Flacco, a deserved runner-up. Mark Cooper, by the way, is now the third player in NFL history with a 200-yard game for three different teams, 265 yards against the Houston Texans. What a day for Amari Cooper. Buffalo Bills looking to clinch playoffs with a win, plus two of the Steelers, Bengals, and Jaguars losing, or... They can win the Steelers, Texans, and Colts lose, or they can win the Bengals, the Texans, and the Colts lose. So looking for either two of the Steelers, Bengals, and Jaguars to lose, or Steelers, Bengals, plus the Texans, and Colts. So Bills could make the playoffs, still hoping to face the Dolphins in Week 18 for that AFC East Championship. In the NFC, we have many more teams clinched. We've got the 49ers, we've got the Lions, we've got the Cowboys, and we've got the Eagles. 49ers need a win, a Lions loss, and an Eagles loss. And if that happens, the 49ers are the one seed. Brock Purdy, by the way, four interceptions, has a stinger for the second game in a row. Sam Darnold looked all right as well. That arm is live for Sam Darnold. We'll see who the quarterback is for the San Francisco 49ers this week. We'll see who's protecting him. because Trent Williams now dealing with a groin injury. The backup left tackle Jalen Moore is in concussion protocol. And left tackle number three, Aaron Banks, has a toe injury. Not good for the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, Debo Samuel also limited with a neck injury. We saw this earlier in the season when Debo Samuel and Trent Williams missed time. The 49ers struggled. 
we'll see how Brock Purdy responds going forward. Happy to have you on the show. Happy to help you all throughout the season and give you advice. Hope we get you some fantasy wins and you are welcome for lighting the J. We are live once again. So the J has to be lit. Seahawks can clinch playoffs. By the way, they need a win and the Packers and Vikings to tie. So unlikely that the Seahawks clinch playoffs this week, but still possible. And the Bucks can clinch the NFC South with a win over the Saints or a tie against the Saints plus a Falcons loss. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could also be going to the playoffs. We've heard the Bucks want to sign Baker Mayfield long-term. Exciting things happening for Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, especially because they had no money this year. They had the highest dead cap in the NFL, partially because Tom Brady and some other players that have retired or they restructured, they kicked the can down the road like the Saints did. And the Bucs are in good position with Baker Mayfield. We'll see how that contract shakes out. Maybe it's a Geno Smith, Daniel Jones type contract. We'll see. Anyways, injury updates around the NFL. Zach Wilson is out with concussion protocol. Jeremy Ruckert also out. He's in concussion protocol. Broncos versus Browns on Thursday night football. Fortunately, that means you can't play Joe Flacco. Stafford winning the first playoff game at Ford Field. Absolutely not. The Detroit Lions are winning. At Ford Field, Detroit Lions are advancing to the second round of the playoffs. Detroit Lions very well could end up being the number one seed. They might even have a bye in round one if the 49ers lose and the Lions win out. It's exciting times for the Detroit Lions fans. Matthew Stafford will not be winning in Detroit. Other updates around the NFL. No Ramondre Stevenson for the rest of the season. He's been placed on injured reserve. He has that high ankle sprain. There's no point in bringing him back. He is out. Josh Jacobs still not practicing for the Las Vegas Raiders. Neither is Keenan Allen for the Los Angeles Chargers. Both continue to miss time. Very well could miss another week. Could end up missing the fantasy football finals. Josh Palmer also not practicing in concussion protocol. Josh Palmer, one of those guys that filled in for Keenan Allen, filled in for some of the other injuries you've had at the wide receiver position, like Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman ends up missing last week with a concussion. He is limited this week. He's limited on Wednesday. He's still in concussion protocol, hoping that he is able to get healthy once again. We'll keep you updated on that. Zach Moss limited with a forearm injury. Hoping he can return. He did not practice last week. Jonathan Taylor, RB1 in his stead. We knew that was going to happen when Jonathan Taylor returned. Anyways, Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown also not practicing. Kyler Murray is sick. Hollywood Brown has that heel injury that has kept him out for an extended period of time. The Texans got CJ Stroud returning to practice today. That is fantastic news. CJ Stroud limited in concussion protocol. That's the way it has to work, though. He came to meetings on Friday, was able to return to the facility on Friday. That was good news. He got his first limited practice in because you have to have a limited practice in before you can practice in full. And then once you practice in full, you get cleared from concussion protocol. So CJ Stroud looks like he is going to make his return. Nico Collins might play as well. He's limited with a calf injury as well. Has missed a significant amount of time. Hopefully he's able to pop off in the fantasy football championship alongside CJ Stroud. And Jamar Chase, probably not going to play this week either. Looks like going to be without Jamar Chase for the Fantasy Football Championship. Does not practice once again. Was always expected to miss this game. He's got a sprained AC joint in his shoulder. Was expected to miss two games minimum. 
We'll see if he's able to return for that third game or the playoffs should the Bengals make the playoffs. The Packers did see Jaden Reed return to practice today. Christian Watson still not at practice. So it looks like the wide receiver one, Jaden Reed, is back. Wide receiver two, Christian Watson, not likely to make his return. Packers still fighting for the playoffs, though they're going to have to do it without Jair Alexander this week. Their star cornerback, their all-pro CB, was suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. Jair Alexander decided that even though he wasn't named a captain, he was going to go up for the coin toss. When the Packers won the coin toss, he said defense, which if the refs wanted to, they could have said, okay, then Panthers are kicking to the Packers. That was your choice. Panthers, you pick which way you want to kick. And then at the second half, the Panthers would have had the option to do whatever they wanted. They would be able to kick, receive, or choose which way they are kicking and receiving. So Jair Alexander almost ruined everything, and he had no idea. He had no contrition after the game. He is and always has been a bit of an egomaniac. That has been clear listening to his interviews over time. And then just no remorse for almost ruining things, not calling things correctly, going up when he wasn't a captain, almost ruined things. Jair Alexander, the Packers won by one possession. But what if things were different? What if they didn't get that extra possession because of Jair Alexander's screw up? Who knows how that shakes out? Final news and note across the NFL. Josina Anderson has doubled down on her report that Ben Johnson is asking for $15 million and says that the Panthers are aware of the price. So that tells me that Ben Johnson and his agent have quietly floated it out, especially to the Carolina Panthers, knowing that they can take advantage of David Tepper and his desperation, whether it's because Ben Johnson wants that Panthers job or because he wants another team offer him some money or maybe it's just mind games in general. Maybe the Panthers are playing or telling teams to back off of Ben Johnson. I don't know what the answer is, but for Josina Anderson to double down on this report, that tells me someone somewhere is saying Ben Johnson is asking for $15 million, whether it's Ben Johnson, the Panthers, another team, we will never find out, but Ben Johnson about to get paid this off season. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.